Hello, and welcome to the Help Me Make Money podcast, where we talk to regular people like you to learn how you manage your personal finances. I didn't learn any of this in school, and maybe you didn't either, but somehow we all figured it out, or at least we think we did. So join me on my journey to make the best money moves by talking to regular folks like you to learn how they manage their money. And let me be clear, I'm doing this for me, but maybe you can learn something too. And on today's episode, we have a good friend of mine, Rehan Hamid, who sucks at FIFA, to talk to us about his money habits. So Ray, we're gonna start off with some quick fire questions just for the audience to get to know you. So one, tell everyone what you do. Thanks, Zuggy. I'm happy to be on here. Um, so first off, what I do is I'm a, a technology consultant within, um, I work between the uh, cloud practice and the security practice of my firm. And basically in a nutshell, we assist clients with their, uh, their cloud infrastructure. Cool, super interesting. Um, so I'm assuming it's one of the big four consulting yeah, firms? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, and where are you located right now? I live in Brooklyn, New York. Cool, all right, New York, so pretty expensive city. Yep. How old are you? I just turned 23 a couple of days ago. Don't look like it, you look like you're 33, <laughs> anyways. Uh, so you're 23 years old, that means you graduated how long ago? About a year and a half, yeah. Okay, so you're pretty fresh into the workforce or being an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, and then just give the audience a, a, a lay down of your main fixed expenses, so like rent, loans, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pay rent every month, obviously, should I say how much it is? So I pay about 1200 every month, okay. um, which in this is in the new place that we live in in Brooklyn now. A year ago when we were living in Manhattan, I was paying a little bit more at 1500 or 1600 per month. Oh, wow. So okay. I saved a little bit of money there. Um, other fixed expenses I've had, I have a, quite a few memberships to different streaming platforms. So I, I have all, pretty much all of them, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, Netflix, um, and Hulu. And then I also have a Spotify account. Um, thankfully, I don't have any loans. Shout out to my dad who really took care of me in college. So nice. that's awesome. And got Shout a, out those immigrant families. Yeah, yeah. got a little um, scholarship money there too. So I was taken care of really well. So really happy about that. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, okay. And if you're comfortable sharing this with the audience, what is the range of salary that you're making right now? I'm in the uh, seventy-five to hundred thousand okay. range. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So you said you're paying around twelve hundred dollars in rent, and if that's the range of money you're making, like what percentage of your like monthly paycheck that you get paid by your company actually goes to rent? Uh, 30%. 30%? Shit, that's actually really good. So you're living in New York City, you're only 30% of your paycheck is going to rent, which is like, I think nationally, like where people say recommended, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. So that's, yeah. that sounds pretty good. Yeah, you, you see now I was really excited about moving into this new yeah. place with the new rent. Yeah. I mean, saving $400 a month, that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's probably a pretty good move, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. So here's, here's something I'm trying to figure out, right? And I've been in the workforce a little bit longer than you, four mm-hmm. years now. Um, and I still quite haven't figured out the formula of, I get a certain amount of money every two weeks from my company, mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm just not as proactive as I would like to be in like figuring out where each dollar should go mm-hmm. from my paycheck. So 
curious what your approach is for every paycheck of yours. Like, how, are you divvying it up? How are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. So about 30% of my paycheck uh, monthly goes to rent. So that leaves about 60% left. Um, what I try to do is I keep a number amount of how much I want to take away that goes, that'll stay in my checking account each month. Right. And that's about a little less than half. In a good month, it'll be about half of my paycheck that I'll keep in the bank mm-hmm. um, that I'll walk away with after all expenses, which is like not just rent, but like all the memberships as well as um, food. Okay. All right. Do you and cook a lot or are you? No. So I, when I moved to New York, I made a very early decision. I was like, I'm not going to do either or. I'm going to pick one and I'm going to stick with that. So I decided, I'm, which is what I do now, I, I eat exclusively at a deli. Okay. It's very cheap food, probably not the healthiest thing, but that's just kind of what the decision I made based on my lifestyle is the easiest thing to go with, and it was relatively cheap. Okay. So I've kept, like, for, I think one of the toughest expenses to, like, really keep track of is food because it's very easy to go overboard in food at any time when you have an expensive dinner or you're, you're eating out multiple nights in a row at, at various places that, and you're buying, like, extra things that end up, the, the price ends up, like, accumulating over time a lot. Sure. So I kept a thing in my head where I'm like, I want to keep a range of between between ten to fifteen dollars per day. I'm not wow. going to spend any more than that on food. You're eating out every day and you're only spending up to fifteen dollars a day. Yeah, that deli must be cheap. Yes, very. So if you do the math based on thirty days, that that that's about like four hundred and fifty dollars that you're spending. spending? On food. Okay. Yeah. If I were to exclusively eat, eat at that deli, now obviously there's going to be like special occasions and days where you have to have an expensive night out and a dairy fight. So that, let's say you, you add a little bit, like $100 over that, right? Mm-hmm. So $550 at max is what I try to keep myself at per okay. month for, for food. Okay, nice. Right? Um, so subtracting that from already from the rent, that gets me, and then maybe any kind of extra expenses like utilities and things like that, that gets me to about half of my paycheck that I'm able to um, take home just from that, like, one decision I've made based on food. So that's helped me a lot in the past year and a half since graduating. Okay, so you're taking like, because you get two paychecks a month, mm-hmm. and basically that first paycheck is covering your rent plus your second biggest expense, which is food and like other yeah. memberships, streaming, yeah. stuff like that. So basically like if I get, yeah, two paychecks a month, one whole one is basically like out the door for all the expenses, and then I'm able to hold on to another. Okay, that's actually a really helpful way to think about it. I, I'm gonna try doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so now you have this second paycheck, that doesn't necessarily need to be used to pay off any expenses. So what are you doing with that paycheck? So um, the thing for me is, is that like from a psychological standpoint, when I see extra money in my checking account, I don't have a savings account. I only have a checking account, which is where all the money from work goes into. I also don't have a savings account. And if if I see some, like if I see that kind of grow over time, like over, if it gets into the five to six K range, okay. it, it gets me anxious because I'm like, this money is just sitting there and it's not doing anything. Like yeah. it's not even a savings account where it gets any kind of interest. It's just a checking account. It just sits there. So I have um, two investment accounts, um, and I, I use uh, Charles Schwab, okay, uh, brokerage. So every month I'm taking at least a thousand and and putting it into that account. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not like. Sometimes it'll be the whole paycheck depending on how the month goes, but I'll take at least a thousand and, and just put, out of sight of mind that's going into my uh, brokerage account. And then I'll figure out what kind of securities I want to invest in from there. And, and just so maybe this is something the audience doesn't know, so just to help them out. So 
Sounds like you're putting your money in two different places right now. Mm -hmm. One is a checking account and yeah. the other is a brokerage account yeah. from Charles Schwab. Yeah. So you said if it gets above five to $6,000, you get anxious because mm -hmm. it's not making money. What do you mean by that? I mean, I'm just like thinking it's just like sitting there, right? Okay. Versus if you put it in that investment brokerage account, what's going on there? Um, I'm investing in ETFs, stocks, any kind of security. And from there, obviously I do my research. Um, to make the best decision possible, but it, it's growing based on like the increase in the market. Okay. At whatever percentage, hopefully I try to stay above seven. That's like my holy grail percentage that I try to stay above, but that's, okay. that's where I'm at. So you're putting in that brokerage account because your money is essentially working for itself. Mm -hmm. It's actually increasing in value without you doing much other than researching what, where to put it, like what stocks or which ETFs to buy. With yeah. You. The thing is, the, the interesting thing is, is that like, a lot of times when I when I mentioned earlier that I'll move like a lump sum each month over into that account, I don't even buy anything immediately. Okay. So like I'll go like a month at a time where there's like a like it, it's the the cash part of the account where it just it just says how much cash you have in this account and it, there's a good amount still just sitting there that hasn't been invested. But the whole thing is about incentive, right? Okay. If I go into my checking account and I see money there, that's different than going into my brokerage account and seeing money there. Because money's yeah. argument, it's like a psychological thing. Yeah, I feel that. Transferred, yeah. I feel that, I, like, I think your limit is five to six. I mean, I've been a little bit less disciplined. Like, mine is, like, 20. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what's in my checking account. Mm -hmm. But then every month, I'm like, all right, I'm going to set some aside, and I have a few different brokerage accounts, but, like, one is Robinhood or the other is Betterment. Mm -hmm. And I just park it there. But, like, some, because, like, Robin, you have to know what you want to buy, and sometimes yeah. I just don't know where I want to put that money, yeah. so I just let it sit. But I get what you mean. Yeah, like you'd rather it sit there than in your checking account. Yeah, got it. The thing is, is that like I'm totally with you. It's like I don't know what to buy all the time, mm -hmm. but it's like when you check your brokerage account like enough, which I, I check it daily. The stock market's so like fluid that there's times where you're just like, oh, this looks good. I'm gonna get this now. On a, obviously on a stock that I've been re, on a security that I've been researching but it's like this looks like a good time to to buy so then I can I can do it okay I might invite you back later on to do an episode purely on like stocks maybe there's some things you learned when you were learning about stocks that might be helpful for someone else but yeah absolutely just pivoting to like our last topic before we jump into like some fun questions here mm -hmm. so obviously you're doing this thing with your paycheck where you're divvying it up between savings and and your investments like why like what are you what are you aiming for like do you have specific financial goals like why not just spend that second paycheck like what is your like why is this your approach i mean i don't i hate to be like boring and cliche about it but it's just the whole thought of i want to be comfortable when i get around to like 40 or the retirement era like okay. I grew up watching my my dad and just a little bit of background my dad works in um, in finance he works in investments he's in wealth management okay. and so his whole like philosophy comes from his job and it's being able to put money and make it work for you and use it for later on in life okay. like, whether it's a big expense that comes up or any kind of like um, leisure activity like vacation anything like that your money's been working for you over time to where eventually when you get to that part in your life, you have a bunch of money that's accumulated and grown and you can use it towards that. Yeah. So my whole thing is I just want to be, I don't want to get to like um, 40 and 50 where I was, my benchmarks were way lower and I was keeping, I was putting away 
way less money than I am now, and I end up with way less than I could have had in mm-hmm. 20 to 30 years. Okay. Okay, so you're saving up for later on where, you know, when, once you have a family, I'm assuming you just have more money that you mm-hmm. can play with. Yeah. Got it. That makes sense. It's admirable. What do you feel... So you shared a lot. You've been very transparent about your whole financial situation. And it sounds like you actually, from other people I've talked to, like, you know what you're doing to an extent. Like, I'm getting this sense of confidence. You've done your research. You know what stocks are. Your dad's in wealth management. So, like, I think there's, I'm getting a sense of, like, financial knowledge from you or financial literacy that's maybe above average from the norm of people our age. Mm -hmm. But I think... Aside from that, I think you would still have some anxiety, right? Like everyone has anxiety. So is there what is there anything about your financial situation, goals, etc., that gives you anxiety, or it's just something that you're working towards, and you're maybe you're frustrated that you're not getting there quite yet? Um, I would say it's a good question. Uh, I think this really like my mindset and kind of like. The, the plan that I've developed in the head just it, it obviously comes from a lot of trial and error so I'm 23 now when I was like 17 and in college I was um, I, w- I worked I had like little jobs each year of college that I, I worked on when I went back home over the summer and I just worked throughout the ent- entire summer so I had pocket change for the the school year right and I made a lot of mistakes there mm-hmm. so and I'm grateful for those mistakes because now I look back and I'm like I don't do the same thing so I missed a lot of credit card payments which was really bad. Like, yeah. not, a, not a lot, but like two or three, which okay. is a lot to me. So did you actually go into credit card debt at that point? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Basically, I went the next month and like I, I hadn't paid it all over, so okay. I was paying a lot of interest fees and stuff. And there was one time I didn't have enough money in my bank account to pay for my credit card, so I had an overcharge penalty. Okay. So I went through the, like that kind of shit, and it was like very frustrating, but it's also just like, because again, I grew up with a dad who's very financially literate and it's like very dialed into that. So I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, this should not be happening. And so mm-hmm. that's where I get that anxiety from. It's like, I don't want this to ever happen again. Mm-hmm. So now I kind of go the extra mile to be make sure that I have a good amount of support, like funds, in order for things like that to never happen. Got it. So my whole thing is like, I'm not even saving for a rainy day. I'm just saving because I don't want certain things to happen again that I had to okay. deal with before. So you've had, you've had I don't want to say traumatic because that's a little dramatic, <laughs> but you've had experiences in the past that you don't want to repeat. Yeah. Okay. Cool enough. Well, Rayon, thanks so much for joining the Help Me Make Money podcast. I think I've certainly learned some things that are going to help me make more money. Um, so, just a fun question to finish off. You're a billionaire. What is something or some things that you're still going to be super cheap about? And to our brown, audience some things that you could be conjuice about <laughs> um surprisingly i don't know if this is a surprise but like it's cars man yeah yeah it's cars the thing is i never grew up into cars so like i don't know anything about cars you open a hood up i don't know anything that's under there other than an engine so you're a brown boy with a fade that's not that's into BMWs yeah or it's, okay. i'm not into cars the thing is like i it just i never was really into it like i've had I've had Forza Motorsport and I've, my friends have come over and played it and I never got into that game. Like, And I grew up with, a, I, in high school when I finally got my first car, it was an 08 Accord. 
Okay. Just a cheap 08 Accord gray, nothing special about it, and it was reliable. And it's I just, probably the second choice for the immigrant car, but all right, shout yeah. Camrys. Yeah. <laughs> My point is, is that like, it was very re- regular, right? Yeah. And like, I never had like an aspiration in my head where I'm like, oh man. The, to to quote Drake, I'm gonna turn in this TSS into a Ben soon. Like I never had that in my head. That never came up. I, All right, so you are a brown boy. Yeah. Drake. <laughs> but yeah, so thinking like older, I just don't see myself being someone who who's gonna be very interested in having like an expensive car. Which nothing wrong with that, obviously. It's just because everybody has their like, I guess you want to call it guilty pleasure purchase, where like yeah. you want to kind of splurge in something. I have mine too, but like cars is not like something like that for me. Alright, fair enough. Alright, Rayhan, thanks so much for joining. Appreciate it. Talk to you again soon. Yep, thanks, Ziggy. Really appreciate it.